spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. I have the worst statistic you're ever going to hear in your entire life. Oh, do tell. So the Super Bowl is, uh, what, 11 days away? Right around there, yeah. 11 days away. Eagles, Chiefs. The winner of the Super Bowl wins the Super Bowl. Wins the Super Bowl. See you tomorrow. (laughs) The winner of the Super Bowl will have more wins at State Farm Stadium this season than the Arizona Cardinals. That's a solid. Let me read that again. The winner of the Super Bowl, whether it be the Eagles or the Chiefs, actually, they could tie and then have the same amount of wins. Well, I know, I know, I know. You know what I mean. We're gonna give. We're gonna. We're gonna let one of them win this year. (laughs) So the Chiefs were here for the first game against the Arizona Cardinals, and Kansas City beat them. Oh, shocker! Shocked face. Then I saw that live. That was a mess. Uh, Then later, I think they scored seventeen first quarter points. Then later in the year, I had the I had the privilege and the pleasure of sitting next to a bunch of people with green paint on their face, and they were obnoxious Eagles fans, and they bounced the Arizona Cardinals around. So if you look at it, the Eagles have a win at State Farm, Kansas City has a win at State Farm, and the Arizona Cardinals had eight or nine chances to get a win at State Farm, and they got one Thursday night game, a Thursday night game, the only game I didn't go to. Unbelievable. The only home game I didn't go to, and I sold a couple tickets. But is that crazy? The winner of the Super Bowl will have more wins in that building in the year in a year. That's why the these Cardinals. guys get to play on special grass. Yes. Becky Lynn, do we have any more updates on the special grass that's been grown for one year uh, and is going to be uh, put into play uh, Super Bowl Sunday? I don't think there's anything new except that it's still growing, still being manicured, getting ready for <laughs> its big debut. Okay. Great. How do you guys like the star power coming? What do you, I mean, you know, we know Gronk is going to be here to try and kick a Super Bowl, uh, try and kick a field goal. going to show up, don't you think? Yeah, but Barkley lives here, though. Like, Gronk, well, uh, that's like, what the whole thing is, right? Like, all your celebrities who kind of live here show up to, yeah, to, to you yeah. know. Rob Gronkowski is going to try and kick a Super Bowl. Why do I keep saying Super Bowl? He's going to kick at the Super Bowl, I think, during halftime. Yeah, it's part yeah. of a commercial. Yeah, yeah. and it's, he's going to try and kick a field goal. And if he does, I think they have a chance to win, like, right. 5 or $10 million, yeah, a couple yeah. people do. So are we feeling like the star power? Now, Rihanna is... Is amazing. She's huge. That is halftime. That's going to be great. You know, we talked about it the other day. Chris Stapleton. I don't know who he is. National we were, anthem. And you guys say he's good because he's, he's a con- he's a country singer. Yep. Is he an A list country singer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not B. No, no. he's A list. He's okay. super A list. If you were to give him a grade, is he a B plus? No, nope. kind of, he's, no. he's an A. He's okay. super A. Okay. Uh, where is everybody else? All right, so here's what I got. Remember, um, they all do stuff pre... There's lots of great concerts yeah. and stuff coming up, like, the days before. There are tons of Who stuff. Who do we have? Imagine Dragons is going to be here. Imagine Dave Dragons. Matthews. Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band. Well, he Paramore. Was Paramore. I don't know what Paramore is. The Matthews, Killers are going to be here. Matthews was good in the 90s. Kane, Kane Brown. Kane I don't Brown know who Kane with, Brown is. He's with, well, he's another A-list country star. Okay. He's going to be with Imagine Dragons, okay. which is interesting. The Bleachers, they're 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 young and hip. You wouldn't understand. I wouldn't DJ understand Pee that. Uh, DJ Pee Wee. Smokers. Yeah, Shane Smokers. Nightly. Okay. Uh, Tim McGraw. I just found out uh, these guys are going to be here. The Gin Blossoms. For the elder statesmen. Okay. States ladies. 
But they're an Arizona group. They were formed in Tempe well, in 87. that's why you have them here. But you can get them any day. You can get them in a Suns yeah, but game. They're, get, they're, they're the opportunity to play the, the you know, the uh, Super Bowl thing. Hmm. It's always nice to have something local, right? Well, Jimmy Eat World is also going to be yes, playing right. at Hans Park. That's going to be a free show. Uh, do you guys know what the term gin blossoms mean? I looked it up. Uh, it is slang for the capillaries in your nose and face that burst because of excessive drinking. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Not a good look. Hence the reason gin, right? Oh, I didn't get you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never, I, I, you know, I had a few drinks in my day, but I don't think I've ever uh, had the capillaries burst. All right, you guys said uh, what was the other man? What was the other band like Barry World Eating thing? Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but see, they were a Mesa band. Like, yes. but I just saw them at the Suns game. Yeah, but they're also big. But trust me, you don't have to worry about that because the Suns aren't going to the championship anytime soon. Hey, you don't know that. They, I the know that. Still open. <laughs> It's cracked. It's not cracked. But they're fixing it. <laughs> All right. So Jimmy Eat World on the way. Jim, Jim, blah. I always say Jim. Jim Blossoms. That's yeah. why it's horrible. And what? No, it's weird because when I, I looked it up today, I typed in J-I-M. I thought it was the Jim Blossoms. For all these years, I didn't know it was the Jim Blossoms. I thought it was the Jim Blossoms. It was spelled with a J-I-M like the name. Well, yeah, I'd say, I'd say out of all these groups right here, like the Imagine Dragons are big. Okay. Uh, Paramore's got a brand new album. They're pretty darn big. Kane Brown is very big. Mm. Uh, Bleachers and Knightley are brand new, kind of on the scene, like big right now. And so, uh, you know, these are these are the bands that are going to be headlining Coachella in the next couple of years. Okay. Uh, right. we, we went over some uh, Super Bowl uh, tickets uh, in the information yesterday with, like, you know, SeatGeek and... Uh, you can go to StubHub and Stub up. ticket prices start there at five grand. Uh, the most expensive one on StubHub, twenty nine thousand eight hundred dollars. My goodness, you should be able to line up on the uh, on the defensive line for that kind of thing. What do you right? get for that? Uh, let's. That's well. Is there an experience with that? Uh, no. Oh, you have to have some experience, right? Well, I mean, you know, usually they give you something for that. Was that soccer game earlier this year? It was two million dollars. Somebody played paid for tickets. Two million because they wanted the experience of right. seeing the last time that you know Ronaldo and Messi would face each other, and they got to go down and shake hands with them. That's two million bucks. It's interesting because like they're not going to be any real fans at this game, are there? It's, mo- it's well, mostly I mean, there's corporate. Some, but it's mostly corporate. I would okay. say sixty sixty percent is going to be corporate. So think about it. You know, if you're if you're a corporate, uh, you're high up in the corporate. You, you go to this thing to to get some deals done. So if you spend a uh, uh, you know money on a thirty thousand dollar ticket, you could work a deal that's going to be a million dollars. Absolutely, that's a great investment. And then, and then some. And you oh. know what? And you know you get a lot of uh, you know it's like you bring your 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 wife or you know. And they're just like, I don't really want to be here, but whatever, you know. Right, it's like because right. it's really quiet at times. It's not like a game. No, no, you know, it's it's not like those. You know, it's not like you're going to be watching this game at Arrowhead uh-uh. or you know at uh, you know Philly at whatever it's called Lincoln Field where it's chaos. You don't have that. Well, I mean, there will be a portion of Eagles fans yes, and Chiefs fans there, and they're quite loud. They're quite loud, but it's not the same as if it was just all tickets for fans, right? Uh, if you go to uh, the stadium, uh, beer is going to be. What, what did we find out a beer was, guys? Was it twenty four dollars? A Bud Light? 
I think it was 1750. 1750? Okay. What's that, what's that at a basketball game? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't get a beer at a basketball game because I know I don't want to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, 17, 18 bucks at the Super Bowl. A hot dog is twelve ninety five or something like that at the Super Bowl. You know, I, I always, you know, can I tell you how cheap I am? I'm going to tell you how cheap I am. Uh, when I go to the Cardinals games, uh, I, I put two uh, bottled water in my, in my pocket and I walk in because I don't want to buy $7 water there. I just don't do it. Yeah. So I just walk in. As long as you don't open it, a lot of people do it at you know Chase Field too. I'll let you don't open it. You walk in, you're fine. I that's how cheap I am. I know yeah. I'm spending such ridiculous money to see a bad team. I don't want to purchase. They should their pay water you. They should snacks. pay me. Like when you get there, you're like, we are so bad. You guys get free snacks. It's amazing. <laughs> you got a call yesterday in the middle of the show. Yeah. Again, uh, yeah, Larry, you're gonna come back. Hey, by the way, you know when we were talking about the grass on the field. For the at State Farm, and they've been you know growing it for a year. We were making fun of the Cardinals, and you know Becky Lynn, you said something like, "Well, maybe you know if we didn't, they weren't playing on that grass. Maybe that's why they were bad." And we're like, "No, no, that's not it." As soon as we tossed to your your newscast right about now, they were listening. So I got a phone call, and it says on my screen, Arizona Cardinals. Really? Well, if you're a season ticket holder, they check in with you periodically. Uh, but hey, that's the second time back? that this happened after I started ripping them, and I'm just thinking, you know what? I I hate I just want I I might change the voicemail on my phone. No, I do not want season tickets next year. Don't call me anymore. Ooh, that'd be cool. How about that? Oh yeah. That'd be so you you've decided? No, no way. No way. Okay. Absolutely not. One win at home on a Plus, Thursday there's night. Good seats still available. There's great all seats. The time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you may go to every game and pay half of what you're paying here <laughs> and get better true, seats yeah. because there's good seats available. All right, coming up next, Arizona students are missing school at record rates. Which kids are absent the most and why? Uh, Griselda Satino's got day two of her uh, uh, her, her big, what do you want to call it? Her big bougie education uh, kind of deal series? I like the bougie education, okay. but I would say it's a series. A series? It's, an educational it's, a series. Series. it's a bougie series. Bougie. It's coming up next with the Gatos. In, uh, Let's call it exclusive series. How about that? Somebody okay. write it down for me it's so I can bougie, read it when we come back. Yes. Somebody okay. get Ron Burgundy some help. All right. It's the uh, Gatos and Chad show. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad show. That's us. Hey, we've got a uh, podcast. You can not only drive home, but let's say you drive home and you miss it. You grab the podcast. It's called the Gatos and Chad show podcast. Your iPhone, your Android. Subscribe right there. Never miss any of the action. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolasthebuyers.com, carolasthebuyers.com. Is this Jimmy Eat World? Is that, is that, was that it? No. Is this Gin Blossoms? That wasn't it either? No. Okay. All right. Well, they're coming to uh, State Farm. Yes, No, it's are. not even State Farm. They're no. going to be at a... They're going to be at the Footprint Center, right? The few of them. Some okay. are going to be at the Footprint Center. Some are going to be at some other free events. So much. Phoenix Open, Super Bowl, fantastic. Uh, let's talk some education. Uh, joining us now, Griselda Zatino joined us yesterday, KTAR News reporter. Uh, she's got her education series. I like to call it the Big Bougie ed- Education Series. It's running every day, and it's on absenteeism. And uh, Griselda, this is uh, day two. And what was the, just before I ask you, you know, the first thing, what is it, 20% right now, right? Uh, right now, it's about, yeah, it's about 20, 22%. Uh, that are considered chronically absent. And this is students who are missing um, about 18 school days um, every school year. Okay. And today we're going to talk about who specifically is missing school. Who are they? 
Right. So Native Americans are the ones that are most impacted by this. Uh, the research I did shows that nearly one in every two Native American students were chronically absent during the pandemic. And, and that's up from about a quarter prior to the pandemic. Now, Black and Latino students also saw their chronic absent rates double, about 30 percent of them. Um, so nearly a third uh, of these students were considered chronically absent during the pandemic. And that's up from a typical 12 to 13 percent. So so definitely a lot more Native Americans, Latino and African-American students are, are considered chronically absent. And then also um, we also saw significant e- increases for English language learners, students in special education and students from low income families. Hey, Griselda, what? So when we look at this timeline, what was the timeline that they're looking at this? Is this from <laughs> the start of the pandemic all the way up until last year? How, how are they measuring this? Yeah, so so they looked at it uh, prior to the pandemic. So they looked at three. And what I mean is the Helios Education Foundation did a report on this. And they looked at three years prior to the pandemic. Um, and then they looked at um, uh, 2020 and then 2021. Uh, and and during, so that was kind of in the peak of the pandemic and, and when s- students were actually starting to go back to school is uh, where, where they got their numbers. Griselda Zatino is joining us. Uh, you can listen to her tomorrow on Arizona's Morning News, uh, her education series, Absenteeism. Okay, so what is the, what's the main reason why a parent can't get their kid to school on time and then pick them up on time and then it, it works out that they don't go at all? So historically, these students that I just mentioned that are impacted the most, these students have faced more barriers than other students. Um, and that includes, you know, barriers like chronic illness, uh, trauma, lack of transportation, unstable housing. And in some cases, you know, these these barriers can be very, can make it very difficult for these students to um, have, uh, you know, better school attendance. So it's it's, it's making a, a big impact in their ability to get to school. So uh, when when does like at what point do they say well these kids aren't even coming back to school i mean you know, usually you know there's a certain time when you miss x amount of days and uh, at least in my day i'm a little bit older than you griselda where they would say you know what uh, you might have to repeat some of this this school year here is there a point where they say okay we we might have to look at repeating some of these kids well for, from the school districts i spoke to is you know they try to prevent that from happening they have a lot of interventions in place to um, help students uh, you know if they start missing one day a week, um, they try to get the students back on track. Um, I didn't hear of any of them actually telling me that they've had to hold students back a, a grade because of chronic uh, chronic absenteeism. So uh, the schools really try to work with the families, the students, to make sure that they are going to school. Hey, Griselda, KTAR.com. I'm reading one of your stories you put up about uh, a father um that was mm-hmm. left to care for a couple of the stepchildren after mom passed away did you did you talk to that father i did not i did right. try to get uh, t- talk to him but his story is that um you know his, his wife passed away and and they had uh, two stepchildren and and he was left to care for them um and his work schedule didn't allow him to take um his kids to school um, to pick them up so the school worked with him to try to come up with a game plan so that um you know that the kids could stay enrolled in that school and that they did have a right to to and from school. All right. Hey, Griselda, we'll listen to you tomorrow uh, with Jim, Jamie and Detour Dan.
All right. Sounds great. All right. Thanks a lot, Griselda Zatino. She's got her uh, big bougie education series. It's very interesting. I'm reading the story at KTAR.com. You guys should go there, too. Empty seats in the classroom. What to do about it? Chronic absenteeism spikes in Arizona. Um, you know, I feel that one, you know, thinking about that dad, you had a dad who's got now two kids uh, and mom passed away. And his quote is it, trying to get kids to school. You ready? It doesn't work with my calendar. Doesn't work with my work calendar. Yeah. I can't get them to school on time. I can't pick them up on time. And then you ask the question, can you care for the kids? Yeah. And that's a hard question to ask because, my goodness, they've lost so much. Yeah. But can he? These are step kids. Yeah. You know, and then they have one in two Native Americans. Are chronic uh, absentee. Yeah. That's incredible. That is, you know, and I, I wish I would like to find out the numbers on, well, what about white kids? What about Asian kids? What was, what are those, those numbers? Did they stay the same? Did they go down? What does that look like? Well, if you look at uh, black, across the board, you look at Hispanic, 30%. Yeah. That's a huge number, man. Massive number. Massive number. All right. Uh, more from uh, Griselda right around this time tomorrow. She'll yep. join us for the third part of it. Uh, coming up next, why a couple left their baby at an airport. On purpose. It's great That's reason, right. by the way. Great, I said it. Great reason. On purpose. Next. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Woo, baby. Watch some Rock and Roll Hall of Fame later, right? Yeah. See, Ozzy Osbourne's retiring. 70-something, right? 74 years old. He's got Parkinson's disease. Is that why he's retiring? Yeah, yeah. and he's got a spinal issue, I guess. I thought it was really, a spinal yeah, issue. Yeah, but he's got yeah. Parkinson's disease, and it's getting a little harder to... Uh, uh, to get up there and sing about the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Ozzy. I'm Isn't kidding. it amazing? You can understand every word that he sings, but yeah. when he speaks, you're like, I don't get it. I need yeah. a translator. Well, if, if you went to Birmingham in England, you'd go, oh, they all sound like this. This is not just because of the drugs. Okay. No, no. So imagine going to the airport and mm. you're saying to yourself, honey, we're late for the flight. You get there and you're still going, oh, we're late for the flight. You get up there and you're like, they want us to pay for the baby? Well, we can't miss our flight. We'll just leave the baby here. What? Yeah. A Belgian couple, well, that's, the, that's, the, that's the passports they were traveling on, uh, went to uh, airport in Tel Aviv today, and uh, they wanted them to pay for a ticket. And uh, either they didn't have the money or they didn't want to spend the money. And by the way, the money was, I think, 27 bucks. Really? So they just left the baby there. Where? At the counter. They left the baby at yeah, the counter. and ca- nobody the, was at the counter. The ticket counter? Yeah. The baby in the basket and the, and the, the whole nine the yards. The whole thing. Yep, there, there's a little baby right there. You can see it's, it's in the, just right there. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at this now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and then they, did they, this is unbelievable. And they headed on their merry way. Ryanair manager at the airport said, uh, all our staffers were shocked. We've never encountered anything like this. We couldn't believe what we were seeing. They had a place to go, oh. and they weren't going to miss it. And how old is the baby? Yeah. Uh, a few months old? A few months old. Oh, they, yeah. The couple good. and the baby ultimately did not make the flight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, have you ever uh, had to run for a flight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had the gates shut on you right when you got there? Yeah, so did, so right did I. Right before I got there, uh we, I was flying from Virginia to Charlotte to catch a flight to here, and man, we, me and this guy were running through the airport because yeah. our plane was delayed. Yeah. Both of us are running through the airport because <laughs> you know, and we get there and we see it start to back up, and we're like, "No!" It's brutal. We yeah. had an overnight flight to 
Miami, and we were going to catch, you know, plane to go to one of the islands around there, and uh, uh, we, it was delayed and everything, and we got off that plane and sprinted. And I'm like, I mean, I'm jumping over bags. I mean, I feel like I'm in the Olympics. It's like, remember the old OJ commercial? Yes, this, this is it. This is pre-getting killed, right. killing somebody. This is yeah, pre-knife yeah. and everything. Yeah, right? so when he's running to the airport. Yeah, you're, you're, that, that's what I felt like. And we got to the gate, and my wife was just a little bit behind me, only because I got a head start. She's in way better shape than I am. But we got there. And plus, she had to carry all the bags. And she was carrying all the bags. <laughs> <laughs> and we got there, and I showed the gal my ticket. And she goes, okay, we'll get you on. I go, my wife is right over there. She goes, up, oh, can't do it. I mean, literally, she saw yeah. my wife. And then they went and they closed the doors. And I wanted to rip their throat out. <laughs> now, I might have left my bag at the airport in Miami if there was, like, a chance that I could get greater speed. Yeah. If you don't towards, have anything important. Yeah, then I'm fine, yeah, right? I, I don't, yeah. But not a baby. No. A baby. Yeah, you're leaving a baby. That seems like it's irresponsible. You think so? <laughs> I feel like this is a bit irresponsible. <laughs> so they left the child, but they finally, and they went on their way, and they're like, well, they had to pay for the baby. $27. $27. Yeah. And usually a lot of these flights, unless it's a, I think the, I think the thing is if you're a three-year-old. Yeah. Well, I gotta, this I gotta, is a baby, but I, they had the baby in the, like the car carrier. It's got one of those car carriers where the, you carry it with you and right. you just take it and snap it back into the base. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, were they charging him for that? I uh, mean, the baby's uh, sitting on your lap. This thing is, this thing can't even sit up by itself. I don't even know if a baby can sit on your lap. I think you got to strap that car seat in. Because I, I was on it. To what? To, to the seatbelt. When seat I belt. flew with Jack, the last time when I flew when he was little, we, yeah. we, we, we held him. Yeah, I don't know if they've changed. My baby always sat on my lap. Yeah. You uh, could opt to buy a seat, but yeah. there's a certain age where you uh, have to buy a seat. You know seat. our good friend at ABC 15, Iris Aramacia? Yes. We do. So uh, a year ago, we were on the same flight together, and she had her little newborn baby, and she had snapped the, the, the whatever, the carry-on thing, into the seatbelt seat. And so we're getting off the plane, and she couldn't unhook it. So I actually went and unhooked it. I have no experience doing that. I didn't think I could do it. I was very proud of myself. So apparently you can do that. So maybe Iris had a well, second Well, she, she makes that big seat. TV money, That's so she right. buy two seats. That's right. We radio angels, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, so, there was, so there was the baby on that flight, her baby sitting in its own seat. She didn't leave it there? She did not leave it there. Well, if she couldn't get the baby out and I wasn't there, I think the baby would probably still be there. Flying around at like right. four or five years old now. Where do you live? So I think it Take the kid out of the out of these parents. Like, I if would you're gonna, assume so. I'm not, come on, know. if you're going to leave your baby at an airport, yeah, this you, isn't America where we go. You know, oh, did, we're just going to try to do everything we can to reunite the family. Don't no. you think that they thought they were going to chase him down and go, whoa, no, no, we've changed our mind. It's okay. <laughs> do, do you think that was it? There's like we'll play hardball over here. All right, yeah, you want to do that? Fine. Here, you guys keep the baby now, huh? <laughs> Maybe that was it. There's no way they're going to let us get on that plane and without take off our without baby. the kid. Yes. That's exactly you what I thought when you said that. From Tel Aviv to Belgium, but you don't have the extra twenty-seven bucks. It's not that you guys told me on the phone. I didn't have to pay for it. So there, you guys want to babysit it? You babysit. So we're going from the kid should be taken away to the parents are genius. They saved twenty-seven dollars. Except they didn't get on the flight. <laughs> no, they didn't get. They to, did it not. didn't work. It, it did. did not. It they did. took it away from them. Okay, <laughs> you cannot have. Uh, these, are, these are like the parents that put their kid, you know, through the TSA through that little thing, and then you know, it looks at them. Oh, my the X-ray the and all X-ray. that kind of yeah. stuff. They're like, no, nah, I don't want to carry it through. Let's yeah. put it through the bin thing. You're gonna put it, the baby in a bin, <laughs> the dirty bin, <laughs> and let's just let's the baby it in a bin. Gosh, all right. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Coming up next, uh, we've got the records now of the five cops who killed Tyree Nichols. 
Uh, did they have any prior discipline issues in Memphis? We'll look into it next. The Gators and Chad Show, afternoons. Uh, we're looking in on the five uh, former Memphis officers who killed Tyree Nichols. Uh, by now, you've either decided to watch the video, you've seen it, or you're deciding not to watch the video. Because you're smart. Yeah, I wish I didn't see it. Um, okay, so now we're looking into their background. So, what was it, the Scorpion unit that they were yes. part of? And they were supposed to go after drug dealers. You supposed know. to be an elite unit trying to bring violence and get guns and drugs off the street in a very high crime area. Okay, and then they were were the thugs. Who killed somebody? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure they were, I got they, it. They seem to be the gang with badges. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. So four of the five who are now indicted for murder, aggravated assault, other charges after they beat Tyree Nichols to death. Four of the five were previously suspended or received written uh, written uh, reprimands during their tenure in, in the police department. Um Four of these guys received prior disciplinary action for incidents, and it all included, like, uh, failure to report when they used physicality, failing to report alleged domestic violence, uh, or for damages to their squad cars. Uh, does this give you a little bit of insight about, you know, I, I don't, I, it seems to me that they were just able to kind of do whatever they that's, wanted to do. That's that institution, uh, you know, institutional, uh, you know, failure that, that I keep saying is going on. You watch what happens. They, they along the way, people gave them and, you know, just a, a carte blanche, I have a feel. As long as you were doing stuff and getting people off the street, it didn't matter. Hmm. Uh, and the one thing that we keep coming back to is they all knew they were wearing body cameras, yet they still just passed around this young man like a rag doll and punched him as hard as they could in the face over and over and over again. And, you know, it, it looks to me like they just didn't think they could ever get in trouble. Now, I want to know how many times they they did this and That's, it didn't result in a death. Because there has been a couple other complaints that have been lodged, but I don't know what's happened. But are they going to go back and look at all of the things that they've done in the past, all of the complaints that have been out there and try to find out if this is, you know, if this was a one-off situation right. uh, where or were there plenty of these situations? Mm. Uh, one of the guys, one of these cops, uh, reprimanded uh, for mishandling equipment uh, after his, like, uh, there was a gun. He, he had his silver revolver. It was found in his car after the shift. Like, you can't do that. No. Um, his uh, digital personal assistant was dropped and run over by another vehicle. And I guess he didn't record that. I think that's kind of minor. Um, the gun, not so much. But I think these guys just did whatever they wanted to do, and no, and no one stopped them. And I think that they, they you know, got more uh, aggressive uh, as you know, because it's a tough job. You're going into the worst of the worst. You're trying to you're trying to flush out all these, you know, uh, the, the bad guys and stuff. Yeah, and maybe what they were dealing with, was in tough. theory, are people that, if given the opportunity to kill them and get away with it, would have done it no problem. Right. You're dealing with. Serious gang members. Did they just lose their humanity? It's possible. Being in, and I'm not coming up with an excuse. No. These guys should all go to jail for the rest of their lives. You kill somebody, you don't get to live. Yeah. By the way, and when you talk about humanity, there's a few books out there that you can go the uh, the Rape of Nan King. 
is one of them. I'm not talking to you, Gators. I'm talking to the people I want to read. But no, uh, don't talk to me. So and and there's one about the uh, about the concentration camps where the volunteer police who worked at the concentration camps how within weeks they went from. A gas and horror and awful to beating, raping, pillaging, and murdering people as if it was their everyday. That humanity, in a moment, if given the opportunity, will snap and you turn into an animal. You turn into an animal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I this, I I haven't read those books. You just ripped me for not reading. I'm that, kidding. You read, know that because I, I love. I, you. I I don't know if I could read something. It's like tough. That. The the rape of Nanking. You talking about a guy who shows up? Here's a guy who shows up, and they, he's a Japanese soldier. He sees all of the things that are going on. It just it, women getting raped, people getting oh. murdered, and he is a he's just it's it's horror. And then. Within a month or so, he is doing all of the exact same things, understanding that, you know, and the same thing, you know, you bring somebody into work in Auschwitz and eventually it's these aren't human beings. It is just a conveyor belt of whatever and and normal people, because we, we, we think of the Nazis and the people, evil people like this. They're just normal human beings. They weren't superhero, evil, bad villains. They were human beings that did horrible things. Yeah. And they didn't start out that way. Yeah. That's the you didn't start well, out. So that once way. you do it once, you get addicted to it. Maybe, or you know, it's just because you know you, you become so numb to it. It's just it's Goodness. you know, and then and then in your mind, I'm sure you try to rationalize. I'm I'm out here fighting crime, so I can do something else. Four of the five cops, Memphis, uh, reprimanded. Not a surprise. Coming up next, one Arizona lawmaker wants to test. A full hand count of an election. Is this a good idea? Uh, yeah. We're still talking about elections? It's coming up.